Jennifer. Hi. How are you? I thought. Why? I know that you're wearing a mask, but you are inside somewhere. Oh, I am. Okay. Well, I'm just. Let's just make sure nobody's looking. All right. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Long time no see. <laughs> I know. I want to thank you for my dad. For... Your dad. Well, what a wonderful conversation. Yeah. It it's was. really wonderful. What did you guys do that night? Did you have a cake? Think about him? I actually watched the sunset. Raised home and watched the sunset after work. Oh. Forced Freddie to go with me. And then we had a wonderful dinner that he liked. And then I watched the movie with Charlize Theron, which I love, oh. called um, it, The Old Guard. Yeah. Number and, one at Netflix. And it, it was, and I'm like, of course that's a movie because that I'm watching about immortality. So oh. I, I did everything that my dad wanted. All right. I will tune it in. Check yeah. it out. Awesome. Very good. So today, um, I thought we'd ask Luana, our friend, our intrepid teacher, advisor, clipboard moderator, to let us know who we should talk to today. Oh, I just keep seeing Elvis, and I just remember, like, so. Okay, that's allowed. Um, we did have our conversation with him a couple of weeks ago. Right. What would he like to say? I have him. And he's not hurting anymore. So I believe he's talking about his grandson? I think so, yeah. Um, I'm... Glad to hear that. When we were doing our session with your dad, it, that news sort of came over the wire. Yeah. Crossover. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't look into anything before we start. I, I know, I know. No, and that's why I left it up to Luana. That's an important to thing talk, to hear. I think they want to talk about suicide. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, I just heard something, but I don't know how to say it. Okay, give me a second. Sure. Every life is not always meant to stay on the planet. Now, who's saying that? Is that? Luana. That's Luana. And Lou, what do you mean by that? I think I know what you mean. Do you want me to talk about it or do you want to explain it? She's gonna to try to explain it first. Um, Please. She just showed me a, a life, like a, you know how you, a timeline, okay? Mm-hmm. Put like little marks in it. Um, and she just shows me going, coming, going, coming. And I think with each lifetime, it's different. And it's almost as if she's saying every lifetime or every pers- every soul, commit suicide in one lifetime or another. So it's, and I believe, and I have my own theories about this, but hold on. 
And a lot of them do it unconsciously. Unconsciously. I was going to say, people smoke cigarettes. Uh, they do all kinds of things that are on the edge of the cliff, riding the car right along that cliff. Right. Um, they do it unconsciously, or they overeat, they take drugs, whatever it is, and then they're shocked when they're no longer on the planet. But right. realize one thing led to another. And if to just to p clarify this idea of going and coming back and going and coming back, I liken it, and Lou, correct me, I liken it to be on stage. If you think of each lifetime as a performance. She did show that, I'm sorry, she did show me um, I have my necklace backwards. Uh, I put it on backwards. Okay. Um, Just click that button that turns it around. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, there it did. Well, that idea that we're on stage, and right. just to clarify, we're and we're in the audience because only a portion of our conscious energy comes to the stage. So while we're on stage, we're experiencing everything firsthand, and then we get off stage. And now we're backstage, we're back home. This is what everybody calls it. And we plan our next performance. Right. And that's got a myriad of complex reasons. Sometimes we're here to help people, sometimes we're here to help teach lessons, sometimes we're here to learn lessons. And within that lesson, it might be a very difficult lifetime, and at some point, we're talking to our higher selves saying, I didn't sign up for this. What I read, I volunteered to come here. I wanted to help people, but this is way worse than I remember it. We've talked to people like that. And it's not to mitigate, because I was answering this question on Quora this morning. Somebody was saying, you think that when somebody commits suicide and they get back home, all the people that they made suffer, all of that remorse, overwhelms their soul and they feel beyond sad for what they've done to others. And I said, if you can consider that backstage or offstage is unconditional love, that's what people report. And, I, and I, what I feel is they might feel it, it's, if they feel it, it, go, it leaves as quickly as it comes. So they might realize that they're dead maybe from an accidental overdose or like from, you know, whatever it is. But their body is dead. They're still alive, right? Because they're aware of it. They're still alive, but they might feel, oh no, what did I do for like a split second before somebody else comes in and gets, you know, before they realize it's Before their guides, their teachers, pull them back home and say, you know, don't stress over this so much because you're coming back. You have a chance now. That being said, I have talked to people who had a recurring dream that they were talking to some elders and begging them, please let me go back. And I asked, you know, point blank, did you ever have any dreams about suicide? And this guy said, it's funny you would say that because it was a recurring dream that I had committed suicide in a previous lifetime and I had begged to come back. And then I said to him, in this lifetime, have you ever considered it? He said, all the time. Right. But, and I also have another theory with that. I'm sorry, but finish your. Well, I was just going to finish that just to say he overcame that. Right. So he was still here. So part of it, like I thought about suicide growing up constantly. And this is a different take on it constantly. I had no reason to. No reason to think of suicide, but I did. It was a 
reoccurring nightmare dreams whatever you know and i'm in my big mormon family my parents i had no like my parents were wonderful i didn't have anything going on but i constantly thought about it well if you think about it look at what i'm doing right now i'm working with the other side right so if you're born and you know how to sing you get singing lessons or you get dance lessons if you're not a dancer mm -hmm. you or you do this or you do that no one you know someone like me that thinks about that which i kept it to myself right no one, oh dear you're gonna be working with the other side when you're about 30. so but just to put that in context i that totally makes sense your whole life you've been thinking about the afterlife not necessarily how to get there right but i, but I thought about it, i'm like you know what i just love you know when they do the questions like or is someone, you know, do you hear voices? And I'm like, yes, do they make you want to, do they <laughs> advise no one to say to a doctor, do you hear voices? And don't, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I said, yes, but like, do they make you want to hurt yourself? I'm like, no, it's so loving and kind from the other side. Like, it, I'm just like, that's way better than being here, you know, in my mind. So the, now the other, never ever, because I know the pain that I would leave because whatever we do, you know the people that are here have the people that are here do will suffer from it exactly and i wanted to bring this up and luana please correct me if anything i'm saying is inaccurate but i've done a lot of research into how meditation and let's clarify meditation means is latin for to measure something or examine it med mm -hmm. when you do meditation it actually affects the amygdala to regulate serotonin more properly. Richard Davidson, did, you know, you've heard me talk about it. Richard Davidson did this research at the University of Wisconsin. I heard him talk about it. Meditation can cure or alleviate symptoms of depression. So if, let's say, physiologically, all you can think about is suicide or doing it, right. then find a way to meditate. I asked Richard Davidson, what meditation did he use? What Tibetan version? He said Tonglen. He said a modified version of T-O-N-G-L-E-N. It's a meditation where you imagine healing somebody else, calling the white light of the universe down to heal someone else. So oddly enough, this ideation of healing somebody else cures you. Wow. And it's worth repeating to yes. people. And I've, on Quora, I've had people reach out to me and say, I thought you were nuts. And then I tried it and my depression has alleviated. So right. it's not me. I'm not saying it. Richard Davidson. Well, I, I heard it somewhere also, probably from you, but um, to like, for instance, for, for somebody that wants to lose weight or for somebody that wants to quit drinking, to dedicate each day to somebody else. You didn't hear that from me. Because <laughs> if I could, if I know how to do that. Right, so dedicate it to someone else. Dedicate what you're doing to someone else. So selflessness or, yeah. yeah. And I tell people, say again. When you get yourself out of the loop, that keeps yeah. going ahead by offering love or offering good thoughts, you know, whether it's prayer, meditation, to to a group or a family member by dedicating it actually do it was from a video that i saw somebody couldn't make the last he was in a uh, triathlon okay um the iron man excuse me and um 
that he just the last 10 miles, his body just quit. His mind's like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. And he's like, I dedicated each mile to a family member. And he goes, oh, and for that's sweet. my body started working again. And he beat his time that he wanted to get in by three minutes. And it was so moving. And that's, so I just wish I could remember the name of it. Um, but it was so moving to him. Like, <laughs> it's genius. So when you're working hard on yourself and you're dedicating it to somebody that you love, that you're working, you know, that you're doing this to get yourself better. So you can be, you know, however that looks to you, it was just, for some reason, just clicked, you know. And this idea of selflessness, uh, yeah. uh, that it can help heal you. So when people talk to me about meditation and they go, I don't know what that is. It's a religious thing. I don't understand it. I say, go walk a dog in a shelter. Unconditional love happens when you do something like that. And you're doing something for someone else without thinking about yourself. Walk an old person across the street. Whatever that act is, it's the same thing as imagining healing somebody. And that changes this little P-shaped thing inside your head that, uh, that regulates emotions. So you can heal yourself by doing service to other people. Absolutely. And that's probably why so many monks walk around, you know, elevated because that's what they've been, you know, or Jesus, I, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Anyway, and so we have a couple of people that are in our class, and I'd like to ask them to come forward to weigh in on this because say one last thing sure so there was a girl uh, a, a parent uh, you know a mother called me up and she goes my daughter's in the bathroom and she's she's like she wants to commit suicide what do I do I wanted to call you first because she knows you I wanted to call you first and before I called the police you know and I'm like put the phone underneath put the phone underneath the bathroom door I want to talk wow. to her and I said if you kill yourself I will never speak to you in spirit I'm like, never. I'm like, and first of all, you're thinking, here, clear the I'm whole story. I'm listening. You make first your of all, And I did swear at her. Well, first of all, you, you are going to be working with the other side. They don't want you there. You're going to be either in forensics. And by the way, she didn't commit, I'll start from here. She didn't commit suicide and she's in forensics now. Wow. And I'm like, you're going to be working with the other side, helping them in some capacity. And you just haven't figured that out yet, but they don't want you there. They need you here to help them. And she's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Something clicked. Wow. And think about it again. And I, you know, and to this day, I will never forget that story. Because I also walked up to my daughter to say, say goodnight right after that happened. And she was seven years old then. She's 16 now. And I could feel tears. And I'm like, Blakey, what's wrong? She goes, why is my life not worth anything? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I thought about you because I was talking to somebody, and I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with you. It had to do with them, and I explained it. She goes, okay. She goes back to <laughs> I start bawling, and it, the next day, Denise asked me if I wanted to share an office with her. The very oh. next day. And right. that was This is, nobody knows who that is, but that's uh, Jennifer's friend who's a psychiatrist. Wonderful. They share an office. Wonderful, wonderful doctor. Only if I can only if I could put flashing lights on the door. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to ask to shift gears. I want to focus on this. Listen, Elvis is here, standing by with his grandson. And for him to say, I got him, is 
wonderful thing to say. But we, but it's hard to talk about that because it's so emotional. So let's talk to a couple of people in our class who checked themselves off the planet, who did that. And okay. one of, go ahead. And one of them has talked to us quite often about meditation because we asked him, I asked him when he mentioned it, did you used to meditate? And he said, F no. If I had, I'd still be on the planet. Did I say that for him or did you, did you talk to him? No, no, you said that. I said to him, because he said, you said, uh, he's showing me a monk meditating. And I said, oh, is that something you used to do? And he said, if I had, I'd still be on the effing planet, right. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. So yes. we have Robin, we have Anthony, we have other people. Who would like to weigh in on this? Even Prince. Even Prince. And to clarify, he pointed out to us that using using those medications had to do with his dancing. Every time he'd jump off a piano, he hurt his hips, he'd hurt his feet. And he had to dance, he had to jump, but it also meant he had to use painkillers, which eventually led to an exit ramp. But let's ask, let's have them talk about it. Luana, if this is a topic you want us to talk about, let's talk about it. Yeah, it's, um, I'm like, why do you want to talk about it? And then she showed me Elvis again. Um, well, it's also in the zeitgeist. You know, people are freaking out about the pandemic and. Absolutely. This. And she showed that. And then that's the other thing that she said. She's just like, everybody, because there's not so much going, like you can't go do the things that you used to do. You shouldn't do the things that you used to do. That our mind, again, gets in that loop. Like we need meditation and prayer more than we've ever needed it in our lives. Mm -hmm because we by sitting alone with our thoughts that can be scary for yeah. stuff right yeah, yeah. Um, okay hold on she says this is a great topic because it's challenging to for us we're not, too we're not saying oh it's gonna be okay if you do it no you're gonna hurt people here you're gonna have to you know you don't want to have to go do this again. <laughs> a, and B, you don't end anything because you find yourself literally standing outside yourself going, wait a minute, I thought I was going to end everything. Someone told me that if I committed suicide and what snapped me out of it was they said, your daughter Blake will have a worse life than you have ever had. If you <laughs> That's a terrible suicide. thing to say. Listen, and let's change, can we? me out of it it snapped me out of it okay never but can we use another term for the s word like check yourself off the planet or escorting yourself off, like escorting yourself off the stage would you say <laughs> no i meant like uh you know like something else checking yourself off the bus but exiting exiting the stage exit stage how's that it's hard to even hear the word because people it, you know puts the back hair on the back of the neck Correct. Okay. All right. And do you have a question you would like, like do to Do I ask have a for? question? All right. Yeah. Let's ask a question. Anthony, Robin, um, what advice do you have for um, Elvis's son, grandson? His family is hurting even more. Like just... 
um, that's not the advice, but they're just sharing with me that because of what happened, because he was so loved and he just couldn't see it or feel it. And he realizes now that how loved he was. Like he realizes now how insane, he used the word insane, to have left, to have exited. Um, and it was just a brief moment and then gone, like just, you know. I think was, Anthony said that as well. We asked him if he planned it, if it was planned. We asked Robin as well. And both right. of them said, not really. Just for the moment, like, I got to check out. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so what's a good way to help people not do that, guys? <laughs> Just don't do it. We did, There's no more room up here. <laughs> I don't know if that'll talk anybody, you know. I know, I know. Let me go back. They're laughing about it. They're like, just don't. Say no. Say just say just say no to saying no. Right. Um grab a friend, grab someone close to you immediately. They're saying. They just showed grab me somebody. grab somebody. Don't the second you start thinking that way, talk to somebody, call a hotline, grab, you know, even people that might not even understand. It doesn't matter. Talk like grab someone. Okay. Um, and meditation would be something you would do during could, the day. It could be, well, yeah, of course. But there's talking about it in the immediate circumstances. You can't say go meditate to somebody. That yeah, wants because you're depressed. I understand. But it will work later. That's something that you have to incorporate in your practice later. But for the immediate, okay, hold on. Oh, thank you. Sorry, he said he liked my angel wing. <laughs> That's sweet. It was like, what are you guys chatting about? <laughs> I hate that. You always feel left no, out. No, I think it's hilarious. I mean, why not? Of course. You know, he doesn't have to talk to me. He's talking to you. He gives me, he gives me a picture of me in my mind's eye with the necklace showing me that it's just weird. It's just, it's weird, but it's not. That's what I do. Um, Love okay. it. You grab some, that's interesting. Like, if he, I'm like, so what's step number? We like to do the steps, right? Step yeah. number one, you, you physically go grab someone when you have those thoughts, okay? Mm -hmm. um, or you call someone, like, lock your, <laughs> hold on. If necessary, lock yourself away from whatever it is to harm you. Mm -hmm. Like, so if there's a gun, you put the gun outside, like put it somewhere else, like lock yourself somewhere where you can't, you know, obviously, yeah. Um, if your mom is still alive, call your mom. Mm -hmm. You mean, moms love you no matter what. <laughs> they all said that, like moms. Unconditional. Unconditional. We make them feel like they failed by leaving by exiting. But as Robin points out right now, I guess, but that's the least of your worries. <laughs> We're not well, what are the other worries, Robin? What else? <laughs> He's like, if it's financial, go become a monk. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, I'm not making light. No, no, you're just repeating what you're hearing. I get it. Physically go get someone. The second thing would be to call someone if there's nobody physically there. Call somebody. Um, go outside. Go outside and grab a stranger. The worst thing that can happen at that point is you have COVID. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's that idea also of, you know, an animal. Because an animal isn't can't focus on what your emotional state is, but they can sense there's something wrong with you. And so... You know, if you can go grab a strange animal, go to a shelter and get an animal. Just sit there with that animal and tell the animal what's going on because they can hear you. It just reminded me of that story of the person who lost their life. You know, it was an old war veteran, but he died and his dog would walk seven miles, you know, to go sleep with him over his grave every night. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that, yeah. And that is, but yeah, animals are amazing. Um, grab someone, call someone, go outside. If you can, stop yourself and wait a day. If you can't find a person, you can't go outside, you can't, you know, call someone really go and find like wait just don't just wait now let's add this because we've asked robin about this before and he actually said he shows up sometimes in a person's mind just as they're thinking about it and makes them laugh so can people access their guides or their teachers or their council members and ask them to come forward to give them some assistance? They said that they'd be more than that, this class. Access this class. So how do you do that? I don't know. You're sitting there in your house, you're not feeling so well, you're kind of aware that you have a counselor or a guide. What do you do? Prince says he'll dance for you. <laughs> he'll dance, all right. But I mean, in your mind's eye, what do you do? You go help? Yeah, you just what go you help. Help, backstage, help, backstage whatever you want to, hacking the app. Hey, let's ask our, our friend Jesus. I mean, you could have, fill in the blank, any avatar that you believe in. Let's ask him, Jesus, if you don't mind, come forward. We're asking people, we're asking for a methodology of how to prevent suicide from someone who's thinking of it. Could you intervene? The first thing he says is just what you said. There is no death. Um, there is somebody on my roof. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I hear somebody above you. But... I know. Okay. I... I love that Jesus is quoting me. Uh, okay. That's just too weird. But there, okay. Number one, there is no death. You're interrupting my process. I'm going to. I'm sorry. Hold on. No, the guy on the roof was. <laughs> You're still doing it. <laughs> I know. Between all this, I have the trifecta at my office. Hold on. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain just showed me eating food. Do you want to go eat? <laughs> that would be one way to get your brain to think of something else, eating, yeah. wouldn't it? Best piece of pie I've ever had, cappuccino, pizza. Huh. 
I'm not coding. Well, I think what you, hold on. Hmm? It has to be two parts too. Like keep checking in with friends that don't, may not be feeling well. Who's saying this? Well, it was actually Kobe. Kobe just came in. And I might have been because you talked about ice cream and cappuccino. You just took me back to that place, you know. Wow. Um, Senora Kobe. Cosa vuoi dire? Cosa pensi quando importante per vivere? Quale pensieri? I want to answer you in French. Come si, come sa. Come si, come sa. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, well, that would be, could be, could be, not be. No, right. I was just asking him what thoughts would be something to put in someone's mind in order to stay here, to remain alive. Oh, I think I know what Kobe's coming in. All right, hold on. He just showed me. Kobe Bryant. Yes. He's just like, <laughs> he just pushed Robin. He's like, I didn't want to die. I did not choose to die or exit the stage. And the yeah. effects were still, nevertheless, you know, he's like, I'm missing out on my family. Yeah. And don't think for one second that you're alone. And he said, he goes, I, he's, he's actually saying that he was, you know, at times felt very alone, you know, a while ago. But there's always somebody that's going to be your number one fan. There's always, you will always have that, even if you can't see it at the time. That's very profound. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I mean, it, everybody in class is, is welcome to weigh in. Everybody we've talked to is welcome to give advice on how. Okay. Another, another thing that I just received was, similar to what we were saying earlier is if you're feeling all that pain dedicate your day to someone else do something like you said earlier like you know by transferring like just switching it versus focusing on yourself um you can heal you can heal yourself by if there's any way you can think of someone else i used to always think you know, when you're that depressed, like get on a plane and go to India. And by the time you land, your brain is so in another place. You're on Mars. You might as well be. But not everybody can get on a plane and go to India. Or focus on somebody else's misery or suffering, let's say. You go someplace where everyone's suffering. But you can go to an animal shelter. You really can. And every animal in there is suffering on some level. And if you just take 10 minutes to walk or talk or to let a dog lick your hand, your brain is not thinking about you. You can't. Right. You know, it's something about pain. You can't feel pain in two places in your body at the same time. If you get shot here and here, you can only feel one of them. You can't feel it simultaneously. That's why I learned in, um, you know, in helping my wife give birth, if I squeezed her ankle so hard, she felt no pain from the birth. 
So when our son was born, zero pain because I, I was squeezing the heck out of her ankle. And I mean, there's a point where you, you know, you just, and that's all she could feel. She can only feel the pain of me. But so our son, you know, showed up like, boop. <laughs> anyway, my, my point is you can't feel pain in two places at the same time. So if you're suffering immeasurably, squeeze your pinky, make something hurt or go help somebody. If you can help somebody, you can't think of your pain. But also, please don't cut yourself. Please, that's not, that. that's the continuous. No, hurt. cutting, no, no cutting. Shooting, shoot yourself in the foot. Believe me, if you shoot yourself in the foot, you're not going to do anything else with that gun because you're going to be running around going, oh my God, I shot myself in the foot. What was I thinking? Anyway. They're all not advising you to do that. We, all right. <laughs> you guys would know. Forget what I said. Anthony, back to you. You say we should eat. That's very interesting. Um, what? Anthony was kidding about me eating, like, oh, you're going to leave now? I think it's a great idea. Feeling um, depressed? Eat. Eat something green. Eat something green. Or eat. someone green. Hold on. Kermit? It's not something that, you're so funny. It's, so meat might make somebody feel a little bit, le like a little bit more, it won't change the dynamic in their brain. But if you eat like something oh, that's- interesting. Or vegetables or a salad, you, it's something that feels more alive. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not- Can I just say that I asked Anthony about a physical thing in my own self and he, specifically told me to eat green string beans, which I never ate before, but now I eat all the time. And I got, the whole thing went away. So I don't know how it's possible that he knew, but his answer was like, eat green beans. Eric Overe, come on, put it in your plate. I give that to dogs to lose weight. Green beans. No, that's me, the dog that needs to lose weight. Um, all right, Lou. Lou, I need you to wrangle everybody. All right. So what else do we need to know here? I just keep getting how loved we are. Even, if, loved we, we are. even if we can't feel it, how loved we are. Tell someone how loved they are. You know, pick up, mm -hmm. pick up the phone, call them, or send them a voice message, whatever that looks like to you. Um, your voices mean, hold on. Thank you. Your voice means a lot. So instead of a text, because texts are taken differently and sometimes like call, like you can send a voice text, a voice message, sorry, you know, or yeah, pick I'm up the dark. Speaking uh, of voices, Luana, I spoke to somebody that's a friend of yours yesterday. Can you put it in Jennifer's mind who she is or related to? Is she related to Jack? I, I just want the audience to pay attention to what just happened. I spoke to Jack Nicholson's wife, his ex-wife, yesterday. Very close friend of Luana's. So we spoke for about an hour on the phone. She's a healer. She lives in Hawaii. We were talking about Krishnamurti and other stuff. And I thought, I'm going to ask Luana if she's aware of my conversation. And I knew that if she was, she would say to Jennifer or show her Jack Nicholson. You showed me Jack Nicholson, and, you're like, and then you said, 
<laughs> and then I'm like, well, it's no, no. The, Sandra Knight was an actress. She was also a bike messenger, messenger with Luana when they were teens at MGM. Bike messenger, riding your bike around, delivering things to the studio. And that's, and so was Jack. And he met Sandra then. They did movies together. They got married. They have a beautiful daughter. And at some point, Jennifer became a healer and a spiritualist and changed her life and became this guru who lives in Hawaii. And we just had a fascinating conversation about Luana, about life, about the afterlife for a couple hours yesterday. And I just thought, you know, I'll ask. Let's just see if, so the audience, there you go. Proof. And when I well. looked for the audience, when I looked down, I have a clipboard that just has no, like doodles. Turn it down a little bit more, yeah. There, we're, <laughs> What does it say in there? It says Anthony Bourdain, Robin Prince, and I'm writing, Jesus says there's no death, exiting the stage, Kobe, suicide, meditation, Elvis's grandson, and shows, and then I wrote down, go grab someone, because I think that's profound. Go grab someone, you know, if you can't grab someone, go outside, you know, call someone, um, call a hotline, call whatever it takes, and wait. Don't do it at the, like, don't do it right there, wait a day. Just wait one day. You can wait one day to end your life if that's what you want to do. And they said, you know, Anthony Bourdain would have done it. <laughs> Robin said he would have done it. <laughs> well, listen, we've also... Go ahead. Well, we've also done this, you know, survey with them. We did have an entire chapter and backstage pass to the flip side with people who had all done themselves in, asking them questions about why and when, and was this an exit point? And, you know, they give us a perspective of being on stage over and over and over again. And so one of your performances on stage, don't focus on the exit, focus on the performance on stage. It's much harder to live here, but it's so much better. We get to feel everything. And well, I we volunteer. We come here to experience that stuff. And we forget that we volunteered. You right. know, that there's people here we need to love and help and everything else. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Elvis's grandson. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. But if he has any um, personal things he wants to say to his mom or in case she runs into this at some point in her life. He says he wishes he could be there right now with them. He just did it like on this, like it just was something that was a spur of the moment gone. What's their best way for them to reach out to you, connect to you in dreams or I think they're already planning him to come back. <laughs> so I don't know if um, Scientology is it, because that's what I was shown. I think they're involved in Scientology. I'm not sure. But, but how would that relate to his coming back? I, next slide. They're, next but, slide. Well, so, we're quite familiar with the process of coming back. We talk about it all the time. And 
if you talk to some members of the class, you'll find out we all plan to come back. They're doing it, but they're planning it here. Oh, I see. They're planning it in relation to their belief system. Okay. Is that accurate? Lou? Yeah. Lou? Is that accurate? Is their planning it accurate in terms of how the process works? Or is it that he and plans it? And Kelly Preston. Hold on. No, they do everything over there. Everything is over there. How about Kelly? Kelly, you know, I we have a mutual friend. She knows who that is. Does Kelly want to come forward? Lou? Hold on. Is it somebody from I know it's not I mean obviously John Travolta is her his her husband. His manager. Okay. That's my manager. And Luana's manager. His Jonathan manager, Crane. Jonathan Crane. Jonathan wow. Crane. And we've talked to Jonathan. He's on the flip side. So Kelly knows us through Jonathan. But okay. what would she like to say to John? Or let me ask you, Kelly, who was there to greet you when you crossed over? We were this close to making a movie together. Her son. Me and Kelly. His, her son. Lovely. And when did, what was your feeling or impression when you got over? Was that like as you expected it to be or was it different? Heaven. Heaven. Blissful. Heaven. Blissful. Sweet. Music. He orchestrated music for her and flowers and a soft, you know, the softest landing. Um, he's sorry that she did, she's not there for the kid, you know, for their kids here, but, but he made sure that he was there before she left. So he was in the room with them before she left. Oh, wow. Very good. Sweet. Anything you want to say to John? We'll see him, but not anytime soon. Not soon. I, you know, I met John a few times because of Jonathan. And uh, I love the guy. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah. Just a sweetheart. We've all Everybody's fallen in love with John over the years. But is there anything that you want to tell John about the flip side? Or do you want to just leave his belief system intact? Hold on. Sorry, me as an etchy sketch. So I know this doesn't sound like he needs to sell the house. I'm sure they have houses everywhere. It's Don't judge it. It's the one that they can pull up their plane, like right up to the house. Um, mm -hmm. It's too sad in that house. Like it just okay. feels. And where should, he, where should he move to, Kelly? Um, his happy place on an island somewhere. Okay. Any one in particular? Just to give him some place to look, narrow it down. I, just, I, I can't imagine anybody living there, but Bora Bora. Bora Bora. I so is that what you're saying? But, you know, it might look like Bora Bora. And, you know, maybe John can afford Bora Bora. I don't know. Have you been there, Kelly? Have you been to Bora Bora or this place? So it's a place that you two went to. It's there's something there's an island they went to, and it's where she fell in love. Well, it's where she it. fell in love. But there's an island they went to, and it's where he'll know yeah, it. He'll know it. Yeah. He'll know it. Okay. Any specific messages for him other than 
of Selma House. How about something that only he would understand? Something that we and Jennifer and I would not get or understand at all, but only John would understand? Something private or personal? He can... I feel like he's wearing, like he's almost, there's something of hers that he puts, that, that he wraps in. Either he, it's clothes of hers. Like, like a he, scarf. He smells her. Um, and he does talk to her all the time. That's great. And do you respond? How do you respond? Something with the lights flickering. Okay. In dreams, are you able to enter his dreams? Not yet. His grief, I think his grief hurts, like he's hurting. Not yet. Okay. And just to clarify and to mention it, we talked about how grief, your father came forward and told us how you try to move grief to nostalgia at some point, because grief is only sad memories. Nostalgia is both sad and happier, and that helps the healing process. Um, is there anything, now listen, I happen, this, I know it's going to sound weird, Kelly, but I sat with John for about 20 minutes at a Starbucks in Brentwood because we had a mutual friend, Anson. And 20 minutes, I laid out this research because I had just stumbled upon it because I wanted to let him know that his son was still accessible. Did that affect him in any way or is there a way we can help him to converse? It did. He's a very, John's a very private person from what I'm from Sure, absolutely. Um, he knows it. He just hurts too bad right now. Right now. Okay, very good. So when he stumbles upon this a year from now or something like that, what's a message you'd like to give to him? Tell him to love everyone. It's hard, Kelly. Come on. I know, and to not hold back. He'll know more about that than... Okay, not hold back. Very good. Well, uh, we don't want to invade John's privacy in any stretch of the imagination, but what can I do? That's what I do. I invade people's privacy. I'm the guy who invades people. (laughs) What does that make me? I mean, and you know... Well, think about it. If you've met me and you cross over, I'll find you. Jennifer's, you know, my Columbo. She's the one who gets in there and finds yeah. where you are. And I ask the goofy questions. So, Kelly, can I apologize? There was a moment in time where if I had said the right sentence, you and I would have made a film together called Limit Up. Jonathan suggested I do that. It just didn't happen. Nancy Allen played the role instead of you. And now, of course, I feel like that was goofy. Anyway, you have no opinion about that, I'll bet. Have you seen Jonathan? Yeah, he was also there right behind her son. Very good. And what was your impression of that? Is there any association to Henry Winkler, too? I know he's still here, right? Yeah. Oh, uh... Rance Howard? I don't know. Ron's father? 
He's in our class. Did you know Rance? Yeah. Oh, hi Rance. We always love to see Rance. Well, Rance would have been the character aside her in the movie if she had starred in it. Would have been Rance and her, but he starred in that film. Um, all right, Kelly, we appreciate that. And uh, welcome to our class. You're welcome to chat with us at any time. Jennifer, obviously, is better at chatting than I am. She said the best advice, because we were talking about suicide, we were talking about uh -huh. Is learn to stay. Learn to stay. Like fighting cancer, fight it like a cancer. Fight it. Fight, tooth, fight it tooth and nail like it's a cancer. Learn to stay. Very good. Kelly, anything you want to say about cancer? We've heard people say that sometimes they get cancer in this life because they're going to be a doctor in a future life. Or you know, it's related to some event or anything you want to say about it in general, maybe to help people who are suffering from cancer or who have a loved one. Like always listen to your intuition about your body. She said that she didn't listen to her intuition about hers. Luana and Kelly have that to share. They're like, it's probably not like we were too busy. I'm going to be too busy not to figure it out. Well, Lou, you went through that experience on your own in a very unique way. She showed me you holding her hand and how much that meant to her. I did. And, but it was a long process. And like Kelly fought it tooth and nail, and Luana fought a tooth and nail in her own way. They just keep saying, treat it like, like if you want to exit the stage, fight it like you would if you, for can like if you had cancer. Very good. That's brilliant. Yeah. Fight it like an actor who doesn't like getting off stage. Keeps sneaking around the props, coming back and picking up one more line, one more interjection, a little bit like Columbo. Eh, one more thing. <laughs> very good all right listen Lou this is an unusual topic Elvis you made this happen my friend what my friend my new friend um what would you like to say sir I'm gonna we're gonna let you have the uh someone committed suicide in your family in whose family my family no he's saying something oh so if someone if someone commits suicide in your family, mm -hmm. uh, you might feel that. You might feel like you need to be over there. You might feel that it's going to happen to you or that you're, you're going to do it. Um, break the circle. Break the chain. Break that pattern of what's happened in your family. Or like someone eventually has to break it. Be the one that breaks it. Be the one that breaks that chain, the fear of committing or wanting to exit early because of a mental affliction or physiological or whatever it is. Well, for instance, he probably thought about Elvis, right? So you have, you know, his, his grandson was thinking about Elvis. How his grandfather had exited early. Right. 
Right. And we're hearing from the from himself, the king himself, um, that that's not the way to go. I mean, we all miss you, of course. We miss everybody that's not on the planet. Crazy. So we have two things that they're showing me. Okay. So we have we have go grab someone, right? Go grab someone. Grab someone. Grab someone. Suicide. Grab someone. Immediately, just go grab someone. And then the other one was outside. Grab a stranger if you have to. Doesn't matter. Grab a stranger. The third one was to call someone. Call your mom if she's around. Call, you know, call your mom. Even if and she's then, not around. Even if she's not around. Then the other, the other part of it, like with what they said, is break it and fight it. Break, break that it. chain. Break the circle of the suicides of your family or deaths and fight it. Fight it like you would if you had cancer. That's brilliant. Oh, very good. Well, I can see that our time has come to an end. I love you all. Thank you all for joining us. It's a difficult topic, but it's an important topic if we're going to talk about, honestly, about the flip side, about love, unconditional love, remembering that love is why we came here and it never dies. Love you, Jennifer. Love you too. Bye, okay. Sri.